to In the News for June 25th, 2021. My name is Brett Burney from AppsInLaw.com. This is Jeff Richardson from iPhone JD. Jeff, good morning. Good to see you. And it seems like we can't go a week without some kind of a story associating Apple with music. I know. And Isn't one that of funny? Stories, you know, it's probably know. appropriate because the two of us, you know, have law backgrounds. And right. I remember back in the 80s, Apple got into a big dispute with the Beatles because Apple Records was the Beatles yes. label. And one yes. of the, there was an initial settlement agreement where Apple agreed that they would never get into the music business so that they would stay separate from I remember. the Beatles. And of course, that changed quickly. And, and of course, it's definitely changed today. So fortunately, they've got everything settled and resolved <laughs> for many decades now. Was, and Apple can do whatever it wants with music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was great. Well, you leaked to a story about the HomePod Mini being available now in some additional countries, but I remember a few months ago, you did an excellent review of the HomePod Mini that you got and you love them from what I can understand here. I do. I think, you know, Apple originally came out with their big HomePod, which was more expensive and, you know, was maybe too much uh, speaker for many people. Right, but I right. think the HomePod Mini, it is the sweet spot. It's only a hundred bucks in the United States and whatever that translates into other countries. So it's not terribly it's so expensive. It's cute. <laughs> it's small. It's like a little ball that just sort of sits there. It's about the size of a candle or something like that. And I mean, the obvious function is it's a speaker. It's a Bluetooth speaker. And so right. it can play music. But what's nice about them is if you have two of them or three or four or five, you can place them around your house and the music syncs between them. So as you walk from room to room, the music or the podcast or whatever that you happen to be listening to right. just, you know, flows from room to room, which is pretty cool. Um, but that's not all. I mean, other things it does is, you know, much like the Amazon Echo, which has been around for a long time, you can ask it questions of Siri, you know, whether you're trying to just, you know, settle a bet within your house of, you know, what was the date right. that something happened. Right. Um, but a, a final thing that I really like about them is they're great for for home automation. If you've got HomeKit devices, right. I love that I can just walk into a room and say, hey, you know, S-I-R-I, turn on the lights. Or as I'm going, in, I, I have uh, automated lights in my garage as I'm headed to the backyard, you know, hey, you know right. who, turn on the garage lights. And it's just like, it, it's effortless, it's easy, um, you know, it's it's wonderful. It, it's, it's really, really nice. I usually say, she who shall not be named, S-I-R-I. <laughs> -I. Uh, I, I really enjoyed your review about this. I, I have not gotten into the HomePods or the HomePod minis. I, I really haven't done a whole lot on the smart speaker aspect. And I know a lot of lawyers kind of look at that as like, well, I don't know if I want something listening to that. But you do a good job of addressing that question here in this privacy area. Like you trust the HomePod mini from Apple a little bit more because of Apple's emphasis on privacy and not recording things and, you know, not uh, keeping things anonymous. Whereas we don't know how exactly maybe Google or Amazon may be handling some of that from Alexa or, you know, echoes. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I, I resisted getting any of these types of smart speakers for a very long time. I'll also tell you, Brett, that, you know, I'm not so much of a music person that I needed to have speakers everywhere. And so, you know, the right. HomePod minis came out last year and, and I resisted for a long time, but it's one of those things that once you have it, you really appreciate it. And it's really nice to have. And one of the thing that I mentioned in this review is that because it's so small, that if you plug it into a battery pack, like a USB-C yeah. battery pack, you got it shown on the screen right there. Um, you can just take it outside. You can take it wherever you want. Um, you know, when I plug it into a battery pack, it goes for like, I don't even know, 24 hours straight or something. I mean, far, far more than you'll need to have music playing. So right. they're just cute little versatile right. devices. Um, I love them a lot. We went to the beach a few weeks ago with my family and I just packed up a HomePod and brought it down to there and we had music really? at the beach. It was nice. Interesting. 
We, I, I got into Sonos a, a while back and we still have a couple of uh, Sonos around the, around the house. You know, they're, they're a little bit bigger. <laughs> they're not as cute as a ball as a HomePod mm-hmm. mini, but it is nice just to be able to be, we walk around the house and you know, anybody in the family wants to play a song or they think of a song and they can start playing it. But I, I, I'm really tempted now the, the HomePod mini sound like they could be something that, um, uh, would be even more interesting. Now, do they do the spatial audio yet? Have you tried any of that stuff uh, yet? Uh, on that? I, I, I don't know that you can really notice it from a HomePod mini. <laughs> right. I mean, to tell you the right. truth, many times, although you can put two of them together into a stereo right. pair, um, and I have done that before, and I do that sometimes, I often just have one of by itself in its room. So technically, that's, I mean, it, it's it's using, it's doing a stereo type of sound, but it's only coming from one speaker, even though it's trying to right. push it in different right. directions. So from a fidelity standpoint, it's going to be only so good. And I'm sure there are some people that say, hey, my my high-end $10,000 speaker system sounds better. And my response right. to that is, yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> but, but if I you just want to have a music, a song playing in the <laughs> right. background, this is perfect. For me, for me right. to notice spatial audio, I have to be wearing headphones where the, the yeah. music is, re- you know, really paying attention to the music. And then it's really right. cool. And so AirPods, Pro are great for that, but um, but yeah. the HomePod Mini is nice just for you know casual having music around you or whatever. That's fantastic. All right, so from music now, let's talk about maps. You linked to a great story in Tom's guide about what we are expecting, hopefully from Apple Maps. And it's funny, I, I liked how they talked about here, like at the very beginning, he goes, stop me if you've heard this before. Apple's really focusing heavily on improving its Maps app. Because <laughs> I remember, like I'm sure you do, Jeff, when Apple first announced they were coming out with a Maps app, all of us were using Google Maps. And in right. fact, I still continue to use Google Maps over Apple Maps, just because I feel like I trust it. Like they, they've been doing this for a lot longer, but Apple continues to, change things, improve their maps, and it really looks like they're doing some excellent stuff in uh, iOS 15. When the iPhone switched from using Google Maps to using yeah. Apple's own maps program for, <laughs> you know, a while, I mean, years, I was like, yes. oh, you know, let me just right. use Google Maps. Right. But, you know, over time, it got better. And I've had CarPlay in my car for a number of years. And although I actually can use yeah. Google Maps on CarPlay, I just use Apple Maps because I think it's gotten to the point where it works really well. The reason that I linked to this article, I mean, besides showing off some of the cool new features that are coming this fall when Maps gets some more improvements, is there's a note in here that Apple is adding this augmented reality feature to Maps. It only yeah. works in some cities at first, but you can hold up an iPhone and sort of move it around a little bit. And your iPhone will look at the buildings around you, knows from your GPS where you are, and it will create this augmented reality overlay on the world around you so that as you point towards a street, it will give you, you know, if you have, if you have walking directions turned on, you're trying to walk, you know, from one location to another in a city, it will, right. you know, say, okay, you know, it'll put the name, you know, Davis street on top of this street coming up and I'll have a right arrow so that as you hold up your iPhone, it could not be more obvious that that's where you need to go. And this is nice because if you're just looking for a map, sometimes you're a little disoriented as you're walking around, like, am I supposed to be walking West or East or where right. am I? And, you know, right. I've had times where like, I start walking one direction and I look on the map and I'm like, Oh, now I'm going the opposite direction from the way I needed to go. So I think that this is this is pretty neat stuff. And, you know, I've many of us have been doing versions of this for years, whenever I would need to travel to like a deposition in a city I'd yep. never been to before, yep. I would use Google Maps, 
and its Google Street View feature yes. so that I could see, you know, first of all, here's what the attorney's office looks like where I'm going. Right. But more than right. that, you know, if I can see just on the maps that I'm going to have this intersection from this highway to this highway, I would like do the street view of that area so I could just sort of see, oh, now I see what this intersection is going to look like. So Absolutely. I'm going to want to make sure that I'm in the third lane to do this or the fourth lane. And so you sort of recreate it beforehand. And this idea of being able to walk through something before you get there, I think is really useful. Another thing that I linked to this week, Brett, was um, Apple had this little demo for Apple Pay where to uh, preview what it is like to yeah. uh, just use your iPhone to pay for a subway in New York, you can uh, use augmented reality to like make a virtual subway station appear like right there in your room. And you can pretend like you're putting your phone on a turnstile and it switches you know, the to the green arrow. And you can even walk through it and get on the virtual subway and, and take a pretend trip. And it's a little silly, but I tell you, it, once you go through it and do it, then you sort of, your brain says, oh yeah, I, I, now I understand this because I've done it before. And this is one of the things that I think can be so powerful about augmented yeah. reality, virtual reality is once you feel like you've done it before, because you've you've already seen what it looks like on a map, you've already seen Absolutely. what it looks like on the turnstile. By the time you get there in real life, you're just much more productive and you just go about you it know, because it's more familiar. That's such a great point, Jeff. I remember when you posted the story, I was like, okay, you know, that's, that sounds whatever, but you're so right. Like it's one thing to know that I can use my, my iPhone for express transit, but it's another thing, like when I'm actually standing there in front of the turnstile, uh, what do I do? And we've all experienced that, right? Unless I'm a New Yorker that does this all the time or somewhere, you know, that's gone through this all the time. People just kind of stop and they they don't know what to do. But, oh, that, that's a great point. If I could go through it, even in an augmented reality situation, at least I have some familiarity. I know where to put my phone. I know how, where to walk, that kind of a thing. That's a great point. I like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a big difference between saying, you know, I know that I'm going to take a right on Main Street and then walk into this building. And actually your brain picturing, oh, I know right. I'm going to take a ride on this street where they have that store on the corner. And when I see that, I'm going to turn. And then this building is going to have this little thing on the right side of it with the red thing. And that's when I know that's how, that's how I know that that's the right one to go into. It just it's, it's a lot more effective. So I love that Apple is pushing the envelope on this more and more. And, you know, maybe one day we'll have Apple glasses that impose augmented reality. You know, who knows where the future is of all of this stuff? But Apple is clearly putting together the pieces to make it easier for us to navigate the world around us. And I'm excited to see what comes next. I remember when the Apple Watch, like the Apple Watch will work with Apple Maps, you know, in conjunction with your iPhone. And I thought that was so cool for like walking. Like I was in downtown. I remember I was in downtown Philadelphia and I didn't know exactly where to go. I had my map and I could kind of see the overlay, but like actual walking the blocks. But my Apple Watch would, you know, tap my wrist three times or two times and kind of tell me which direction to go. And that sort of seems a little bit like the predecessor to this AR. I mean, I know it's not really, Absolutely. you can't really compare the two, but to your point, it's just Apple is continuing to innovate on this. And boy, they've got the, uh, <laughs> they, 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 they've got the resources they can put behind this. And man, now I'm even getting more excited about this and some of the capabilities that they're going to be offering on this. That's fantastic. Yeah, I've used that when I've been walking around like New York City or Chicago or other cities like that is, you know, as you're walking, your watch will tap you and a certain type of tap tells you you have a left turn coming up and a certain right. type of tap right. tells you have a right, right. turn. And there, I always forget every time I, if I haven't used it for a while, which exactly. tap means which, but then I once know. you learn it, and that's nice because <laughs> one downside of the augmented reality is, you know, it's not great to be sitting there in a busy metropolitan area holding up yeah. an iPhone. Look, I mean, right. it's right. what what easier right. way to Staring signal to the world that you're a tourist and you don't know where you are. Right. Exactly. Um, so it's nice that the Apple Watch can just tap you inconspicuously. Um, 
but regardless, I mean, however you use these things and however Apple unveils it, it's, it's great that they're putting all this together. Uh, quickly on this story, I, this is one of the, the things that I love the most about Google Maps that I like using. And I know that Apple Maps has it too. I'm excited to see some improvements in the driving because it's like what you said a, a little bit, Jeff, when I'm driving, I like to have my car play, you know, and I, I use my phone. Obviously, I don't have, have built in GPS anymore because I just use, use my phone. But I love that it tells me which lane to get in like there's an intersection so that i know exactly where i'm supposed so i can anticipate it like it, i just really like that and i'm thrilled to see that that's going to be coming to apple maps here a little bit yeah that's that's well. useful and that, that's a big improvement that it, apple maps did not used to have and it's gotten better and it looks like it's going to get even more better even 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 additionally better this fall so right. that's great okay one of the last stories <laughs> just it's not really funny, I guess, Jeff, but I mean, you, you lead to it. I had seen this earlier as well, but there was a gentleman. Is he, a, I think he's a, um, a journalist uh, for the guardian. He, <laughs> he wrote about this experience where he swallowed one of his AirPods. Oh no. Uh, and it was kind of a horroring type of a, of a story of, uh, he, apparently he watches, he talks in here and Kudos to him for like being very transparent. I appreciate it because if nothing else, it kind of helps us be a little bit more aware that he was watching a movie, fell asleep, <laughs> and he doesn't know how the AirPod <laughs> actually got into his throat. But it was horror that he couldn't swallow. He tried to drink and it would come back up. And he eventually went to the doctor and they found that they were able to, I guess, like fish it out of his esophagus, which is yeah. you know, just terrible. But he 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 it made it work. And then the AirPod still worked after I that, <laughs> which is amazing that it wasn't destroyed by his, I don't know, stomach acid or something. I, I like I the know. part in the story where, you know, it's first starting to happen and his son sort of suggests as a joke, hey, dad, maybe you swallowed yeah. your AirPod. And then it did turns out that's exactly it, what he did. Um, I, I know a lot of people <laughs> that tell me that they love to go to sleep listening to an audiobook or listening yeah. to music or listening to a podcast. Right. Um, in fact, if, if anyone loves listening to this podcast simply for the purpose of going to sleep, I guess that's yeah. fine. But um, the uh, please take out your AirPods before yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand. I've never understood going to sleep with AirPods in your ears. I mean, not because I'm worried about swallowing them, but just because right. they're going to fall out of your ears and get lost in your pillow and your bed sheets right. and you're end up washing them. Although I've also heard people say that their AirPods went through the wash and, and, you know, continued to work after that. It's nice that they're so durable. So, um, well, but, uh, <laughs> of, of course, being a good internet citizen, Jeff, I had to Google this like, okay, surely this isn't something that happens very often, but oh my goodness, like <laughs> this is something that apparently happens quite often There, there was somebody got lost in somebody's esophagus. Um, it, the AirPods that I think one, uh, kid or our boy actually, you know, came out from the other end, as you can imagine, and it still continued to work. I don't know why you would want it to work at it at that point, but it's pretty amazing how often that this 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 happens. So please just be careful with you with your AirPods. Uh, For those who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, Brett has Googled <laughs> "I swallowed an AirPod," right. and oh my goodness, I can't believe how many stories came up. I mean, it's like, you know, we're, I, I got to look at my instructions. Like surely the fine print, we're lawyers, right? Surely the fine print will now have to say, please do not ingest an, an AirPod. <laughs> that, just amazing. Uh, okay. I had a couple of bonus uh, uh, links that you had written about, bonus. Jeff, which I just think are, are, are fantastic. I know a couple of bonus things, which were just great. First of all, this was an excellent story in tidbits. Love tidbits. They have great uh, information on here. And you did a good job linking to this because I find a lot of people will have this question 
uh, you know, I've got an iPhone 5 or I've got an iPad something model and I want to know, can I run the newest operating system that's coming out? This is an excellent article that goes through. He's got great little tables here and charts where he tells you exactly what models of an iPhone and iPad will run the next generation of iOS, which models of the of the watch OS uh, of the watch Apple Watch will run the new watch OS 8 and even Macs on here. So thank you for linking to this. Yeah, this Josh Centers did a great job with this article. One of the things that I've always liked about the iPhone versus Android is, you know, oftentimes once an Android manufacturer releases a phone, you may get updates for a year or something like that, and that's right, it. Right. Apple has always been the opposite. I mean, they continue to update computers and iPhones and iPads for many, 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 many right. years. They know that people continue to use them and pass them along to others. But having said that, there are still just going to be some things that you need yeah. to have newer equipment yeah. to run. And not only does Josh tell you, you know, what's going to work on different operating systems, but even specific features. So, for example, maybe you can yes. run iOS 15 on your, you know, iPhone that is four years old, but it may not be able to use this feature. So some of these new Wizbang features we're talking about, whether it's augmented reality or something else, you know, he goes through and describes here's, yeah, you know, right here's here. what you have. So this is nice. If you have an older piece of equipment and you are excited about the changes, the improvements coming to the operating system this fall, take a look at this article and just see, you know, yeah. am I going to miss out on something? And is that going to be one of those factors that push me towards now's the year, you know, this is the year to get the new iPhone. Or do you say, hey, everything that I want is going to already work. So I'm going to wait right. until 2022 before I upgrade. I, I To your point right here, like I, iPad OS 15 will even work on the iPad Air 2 from 2014. That That's is an incredible. old machine. That's seven years. <laughs> I mean, I, we both know a lot of people hang on to those iPads much, much longer than an iPhone or even a computer sometimes. And yeah, like you said, not everything is going to work on it, but it still will run. And that is that the kudos uh, certainly to Apple for uh, making sure that the, the that uh, they continue to support that. And then the last little bonus thing that that I wanted, you did a beautiful job linking to this video. But again, <laughs> we just did this what two weeks ago. We were just Apple talking about Apple stores. stores yeah. I know. This looks amazing. I honestly, I cannot wait until I have to go to LA again. It, it's <laughs> and a beautiful. I will it's, make a pilgrimage to this store. Yeah, this one looks like it's worth seeing. The Apple Tower Theater in downtown Los uh, Angeles. <laughs> and you know what's nice is you know, and we talked about this recently that sometimes you have the Apple Store that's just in the mall and it's right, it's, it's right. function over form. But sometimes Apple puts money, whether it's because it's one of their big flagship stores, like you know Fifth Avenue in New York or something like that, or maybe it's a smaller store, but it is in such a unique space that Apple has the money. I mean, they got lots of money. And so they will <laughs> yes. spend the time to, I mean, some people say, oh, you know, you're taking what this place and you're turning it in, you're commercializing it. Well, this, this old theater, which is incredibly historic, it was the first theater in the world yeah. to show a full length movie that had sound, which was, you know, the jazz singer with the, the jazz singer, right. back when. And so it's got a lot of history. And, you know, these old theaters have these beautiful details in the ceilings and on yeah. the walls. And, you know, you know, what, what's going to happen to this? It couldn't be used as a theater anymore because it wasn't up to code. And so right. is it going right. to be turned into the next fast food place? Or right. is someone like Apple going to come in and do this beautiful restoration? Yes, it's an Apple store, but you can look around you. It can still very much see, you know, the theater details. And it is just a, a really, really attractive store. And, you know, I was, I was joking in my post today that I, I love Apple stuff. 
and my dad's an architect and you put those things together and you know i can just really appreciate now these we two worlds coming together and um so it's they did a great job with this store and there are many many other stores that apple has just you know they didn't need to go to this level of detail right. and make right. the place look so amazing but they did and it's really cool just, uh, just oh, look at this picture, one. I love, this picture, I yeah, showing what it I looked like it. before and what it looked like today. What a beautiful restoration. But like you said, Apple made sure that they painstakingly restored every little bit. Like in that video that you posted, it, it, people are like painting the gold, gild, golded, whatever uh, color on to the, the, the reliefs or, or the, the, uh, the ceiling here. Just amazing. And yeah. to me, that just makes me like them even so much more, even just from the fact that you care to restore something that is such a historic value that can't really be used for anything else. And man, I, I will go to this store and buy something just because of that. I love it. I love Agreed. It. That's great. Okay, time for in the know. So I, it's, it looks like Jeff, we have a couple of Apple Watch related tips, and I love this today. Uh, so here I'll go first. Mine is the fact that I was working with somebody the other day, and they wanted to be able to locate their iPhone. Now all of us know about the Find My service, right? So, uh, which was really designed if an iPhone was left in a cab or somebody stole it, right? Or you left it at somebody's house or you left it at work and you're now home and you don't know where it is, uh, which is all great. The Find My Service works fantastic for that. But I find, Jeff, that a lot of people would say, well, I'm not, I don't really, I know my iPhone is not outside of the house somewhere. It's in the house. I just don't know where it is in the house, right? So what I love about this, if you have an Apple Watch that's connected to your phone and the Bluetooth is turned on, you can actually go into your Apple Watch. And if you swipe up from the main page, you get a little tiny icon. Let me see if they show it here. Here it is. It's a little tiny, I call it the shaky phone icon. It does so look, look like a that phone right there. Shaking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, little phone shaky. But what it does is, as long as your Apple Watch and iPhone are in the general vicinity, like within your house, right? It can't be across town or something like that. And as long as the iPhone is turned on, you got Bluetooth connected, which most of the time it's going to be if you've got an Apple Watch, you swipe this up, tap this little icon, and your phone will start pinging. Here, in fact, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but let me, I'll just, I'll even try it right here. I'll pop it up. That's the sound. It's just yeah. a little ping. I know. So it's a little ping. So if, you know the iPhone is in the couch cushions. <laughs> if you know it's like in the next room or in the car, you have an Apple Watch. You can use this little trick. It's just, it's it's not really the Find My service. It's really just a pinging from the Bluetooth. But it's a really excellent tip if you are trying to find your phone. So that's it's, my tip. It's a shame that it only works with the iPhone. You know, where are I my know. glasses? Where is my wallet? Where are my <laughs> keys? And now that we have Air Tags, we can get but some that of that. But that could happen. But, you know, exactly <laughs> with Air Tags, it could happen. It could be coming on that. That's great. That's a great okay, tip. So, so when I saw now. that you when I saw that you were going to share that tip, I figured, well, let me share an app uh, an Apple Watch tip as well. Now that uh, with this um, all of us vaccinated, we're starting to get together with family and friends again. I just did it last weekend. People that I haven't. Yeah. How many times are you seeing people now that it's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a year and a half. I haven't seen you in two years. You're going to want to memorialize the event by taking a picture. And so, of course, you can Click. hold up your iPhone, extend your arm, and take a group selfie. But it can be tough to get everybody in the frame. So my tip is, if you have an Apple Watch and an iPhone, 
prop up your iPhone on a mantle or a bunch of books or, you know, whatever you have to get it so that the camera is seeing you and your friends. And then on your watch, you want to open up the app and it's a built-in app. If you have an Apple watch, you have it. It's called camera remote and it will show you on your watch screen, um, sort of like a little viewfinder. So you can see what your camera is seeing. So you can see if everybody needs to take one step to the left to be in frame or something. And then you can uh, tap a little button at the bottom of the screen that has a three on it. And when you tap Uh it, that means you have three seconds countdown before the picture and your flash uh, the flash on your iPhone will blink. So everybody, you know, instinctively knows a, a picture is about to be taken, take, you know, right. this is where you need to look and then you can take the picture. And so it's a nice way that you can take pictures of people, but make sure that you're inside the picture yourself. So it's a feature that's been there for a while, but if you don't know about it, it's really nice. And it's especially useful now that we're getting together with people again. Absolutely. I love that tip. Thank you for sharing that. I've used that many, many times when like, you know, it's a nice day when I just want to take a quick picture of the family. No, nobody else is around. But this is a wonderful little tip on there. So a couple of Apple Watch tips. I like that in conjunction with the iPhone, of course. Good stuff all around. Jeff, thanks as always. Always fun talking with you and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Take care.